0: Cracking the code on how you can optimize, personalize, and monetize your app marketing and mobile growth efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence, hosted by Peggy Ann Saltz. Peggy, a top 30 mobile marketing influencer, nine time author, and content strategist, brings you her pick of tech, trends, guests, and cool stuff to help you drive growth and create deep connections with your customers. Now, prepare to get motivated and activated with our host.
1: Hey, hello, and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Group, where I plan. Produce and promote content that allows my clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. And growth, of course, is what it's all about over here at Mobile Presence. Every week, it's how to grow your app, how to grow your audience, how to grow your revenues. Most recently, how to extend and grow and increase retention. So of course, it's one thing to embrace a growth strategy. It's another to know where to grow, how to grow, and to answer that all-important question for 2020, the hot growth markets, the fastest growing markets. In many cases, the answer is across all of them, except maybe fastest growing market, according to the research I'm looking at is Indonesia. But hey, the market to target is China. And we're going to find out from the expert about how to do that. What is the China market? What should be your growth strategy or go to market strategy? How are you going to do it? How are you going to crack the code in China. And my guest today is David Sullivan. He is founder and managing director of ADG. David, great to have you here today on Mobile Presence.
2: Thank you. Great to be here.
1: So it's great to have you. As I said, you know, it's all about China. I've been looking at the mobile reports, the App Annie reports, always the research about the China opportunity, ADG. What do you do and why are you so focused on China?
2: So ADG, we built a platform. It's really a, a go-to market platform for technology companies that are trying to address the China market. And you know, addressing the China market, it's it's critical to have a local presence. And a lot of companies that are coming into the market, they're starting out with kind of flying in, flying out, and um, they don't really have a local presence on the ground. But You know, I went over to China in 1997. I was with Lucent Technologies for four years, and then we founded ADG in 2001. And really, the the platform we built was to help Western US and Western technology companies with coming into the market, uh, understanding uh, the ecosystem, validating the market, identifying opportunities and partners, and then really helping them to start executing. after we make some market traction, get some commercial uh, commercial traction in business, we help them kind of scale from there and launch their own presence or develop a joint venture or, or licensing agreements.
1: So is this primarily for tech companies, but also I would imagine it's fairly similar if you have, uh, you know, sort of the, the software, the apps, the the IP, not only um, the hardware, but also the software, is it both of these that you're appealing to?
2: Absolutely. So um, in, in our business, we're focused on, I think, mean, two general buckets. One is the enterprise software space. The other is the connected device space. And those are, uh, you know, very large and, and diverse Um, segments and they overlap significantly so um, you know working with in the in the connected device space it may be um, smartphone companies it may be iot devices uh, automotive drones and robotics smartphones and and, and, in in those segments there can be hardware solutions like sensors and camera related and and Many different, I guess you'd say, hardware and, and component level solutions, but there's a lot of software in those solutions. So I think the majority of our clients are, are the companies we help are, are software companies. Um, and really, it goes across, uh, as I mentioned, it goes across uh, the enterprise, but also into you know, all those different connected device solutions I mentioned, um, mm-hmm. but lots of software. Uh, big data solutions, analytic solutions, AI solutions, mobile advertising solutions and even mobile apps. We, we help the Weather Channel, we help PayPal in China, um, a wine app called Avino, uh, many different consumer apps. But a lot of the partnerships have been b 2 b to c So it might be partnering with an Alibaba or partnering with a Xiaomi, a smartphone company, um, to address their their customer markets. I think what's really interesting to note as well is a lot of projects are v- global via China. So as these Chinese companies are starting to go global, um, you know, a lot of these Chinese companies are addressing markets in Latin America, Africa, Asia, Eastern Europe, and they're really going global. So um, some of the best opportunities for Western technology companies is, is to partner with these Chinese companies going global.
1: I was going to say, because they're going global, I know they're doing a lot in uh, Japan is one market, um, Indonesia another, but also, you know, going clearly global from there on. Um, you mentioned, of course, Alibaba, which is important if you have anything related to commerce, but also to, um, you know, I'm thinking also of WeChat, which is, you know, get in on 10 cents platform, which can be anything from an mm-hmm. app to a service to a bank. Uh, well, maybe not a bank because I mean the the laws are a little different there. But I mean, yes, indeed, they have they have we, we their bank. own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess um you know what do you see as uh, one of the most attractive opportunities there? There's so many. Obviously, China is a hot market, but it's also coming back to the west. So it's going east east to west. Well, we go west to east? Is it uh, a specific um, partner or market or opportunity that you see there?
2: You know, there's. there's so many thousands and thousands and thousands of opportunities and potential partners. And it really depends on, on the company, uh, the Western company that's looking to address China. It depends on the strategy. Um, But uh, there's, you know, China's starting to innovate more and more and more. And now you're starting to even see Facebook copying, you know, Chinese apps, TikTok. Um, But, you know, even with all that innovation from China, there's still a massive appetite for Western technology partners. So every day, you know, thousands and thousands of Western technology companies are being approached by Chinese companies. And it's really across, um, it's across all segments and all technologies. And even if, if a Tencent has a solution, then, and it looks like they're taking a big market share, then another company, whether it's Alibaba or, or ByteDance or another company is seeking to you know, dethrone them or compete with a, with a local player like a Tencent. So Alibaba might be missing a solution where Tencent is already dominant, and Alibaba will partner with that Western technology company. And it could be licensing the technology. So even if, even if a market looks like there's a big major competitor in China, often the other big china company is is seeking solutions to you know compete in the market so really across you know all technologies and there's always there's always an the new vc backed or pe backed technology company that has improved something by 10x or has decreased the cost of something by 10x or 100x so there's always new technologies coming out of Silicon Valley of, you know, Boston across the United States and across Europe. And these Chinese companies, you know, want and need these companies to, to partner with. So, I mean, we're seeing opportunities across the board uh, with all the, the smartphone companies in China and most people from the West, you know, they know Samsung and Apple, but the next eight companies of the top 10, seven or eight of them are Chinese you know, Vivo, Oppo, Xiaomi, um, others. And they're going global and they need technologies. And the automotive companies now, the Chinese automotive companies are, you know, growing very rapidly. They're starting to export and they need technologies. And these are becoming big connected devices, big, big mobile devices with all the apps they need and all the IoT connected technologies and cloud related technologies. And we're seeing... Again, in drones, like a lot of people don't know that seven, you know this one company, DJI, uh, out of China, in certain segments controls seventy percent of the world's drone market. Um, robotics is really significant. I uh, didn't know Smart about the drones.
1: I have to say, David, I really didn't think that one. I was going to bet on some Silicon Valley cool company for that one.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think this one Chinese company controls seventy percent of the world market. DJI. Um, okay. And I mean, they're in the Apple store, You but, but they need a lot of software and they need a lot of technology and they're, they're partnering with hundreds of, of you know, US companies and, and European companies and smart home, their solutions. Yeah. And, th- and that's just on the connected device side. And if you look on the enterprise side, there's also SaaS is becoming really significant and cloud is becoming significant and lots of AI technology and 5G technology and IoT technology. These are all big opportunities for, for Western category leading solutions. Um,
1: so in a word, it is truly a wealth of opportunity. And I guess um, what we'll do is come up back after the break and talk about, you know, that other side, now that we know the size of the opportunity, we know it's across all of these different areas, these verticals, these technologies is how to get in on the opportunity. So David, we have to go a break, but listeners, Don't go away. We'll be right back.
3: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit intendedpodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, Marketing on Purpose.
4: and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S., Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo. Award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Danticat, Taya Obrecht, Julie Oranger, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell. Plus, authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Cutler, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com.
0: Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz.
1: We're back to Mobile Presence, I'm Peggy Ann Saltz, and we have today David Sullivan, founder, managing director at ADG, Alliance Development Group. So David, right before the break, we we're talking about the Chinese opportunity. I agree, it's huge, we don't have to put the numbers on it, massive. Um, I know uh, you know, the biggest spender in the app market is one thing I watch, for example, you know, eclipsing US long ago. So we know the money is there, the opportunity is there, if they do pay in many cases for content, for, um, uh, for technology, but there is a downside. There's a couple of red flags with those green flags. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, IP. David, how desperate is the situation there? What do you have to watch?
2: So, yeah, for the last 18 years, we've been working with software companies, helping them with China, and one of the number one concerns has always been around IP. Um, how do we protect our IP? Um, and how do we develop sustainable partnerships and not just work really hard for a year or two and then the partnership's done after the local company figures out what they're doing uh, after a lot of investment. So, um, you know, IP protection is critical. Um, there are a lot of cases where IP has been, you know, outright stolen or, or reverse engineered, et cetera. Um, you know what we've seen is there's strategies that that Western companies can can pursue to reduce the risk of IP theft. Um, and on the government side, you know this is actually probably one of the one of the the positive outcomes of the current pressure that the U.S. is putting on China is uh, you know more uh, adherence to their IP laws. So there's more emphasis on IP protection coming out of China government, which is a great thing. Um we're also seeing more Chinese companies creating IP that's that's worthy. And um so they're also demanding IP protection in China. So the domestic Chinese companies are 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 requiring that more from you know inside China, which is also positive. Um, that said, um you know, part of it's pure IP theft. The other is just being a science project for, you know, for, for a Chinese company and being copied. And so, um, you know, on one side, if it's a pure business model, like an internet business model, Uber, for example, or others, you know, it's hard to protect a business model IP. That's more about just speed and scale and investment. Uh, you know, Uber went into China and then Chinese DD really dominated and, and won the business. So, um, you know, in the first place, you need to have a technology that, you know, can be defensible and and, and can be protected. Um, and just around some of the strategies on IP, you know, there's the basic stuff around patents and trademarks. And some companies don't even do that, you know, out of the gate. They really should, you know, really out of the gate to the china patent stuff and china trademark stuff the legal stuff and also you got to protect yourself technically you know if you can have software that you know is pinging back to back to the servers and you know what's going on or can be shut off you know remotely has different technical protections we've seen companies come into china with no technical protection and they got copied very quickly but um you know you got to put those technical protections into place but i'd say the key that we found and and, in our working with over a hundred technology companies, the vast majority of software companies, we've never seen that we're aware of software being, being, you know, IP being, being stolen or, or, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, copied. Um, You know, one of the keys is really around partner selection and partner engagement. And that's where you come
1: in. You're also helping with that. That's part of what you're doing for, as you said, hundreds of, uh, of clients. Maybe you want to, tell me a little bit about that. I've got uh, hundred plus technology clients, hundreds of deals, you know, 18 years in business. You um, have probably some interesting stories to share or some interesting challenges that you have come up against that, uh, that maybe the average company doesn't you've had to help through there. I mean, for example, finding the partners.
2: Absolutely. Uh, and, and so around, you know, IP and also around, just around those cases, um, you know, we found companies that will, they'll meet a Chinese company at a trade show and, and, and I'll be talking to them and they'll say, oh, we're, we found our Chinese partner and we're moving forward and I'll say, well, you know, where'd you meet him? I'll say, oh, We met him at a trade show, a little Congress or, you know, mm-hmm. CES or something and they're going down the road with a very deep partnership with this company and they're flying in and flying out and they have little little relationship with them except their trip's in. They don't really know the company. They didn't go out and talk to the whole ecosystem. You have to go to China. You have to engage the broad ecosystem. And you might have to talk to 50, 100, 200 companies to fully understand the whole ecosystem, the customers, the partners, the routes to market, the government, what's happening? What are your competitors doing? What are the business models that work? And what we find is a lot of companies, they fly in, they find a partner, they sign up. They're kind of waiting, and then two years later, they say, "Oh, it's been terrible. We wasted a lot of time. We, you know, our they took our ideas, and we're done. And they never were mm-hmm. in the market, and they weren't engaging the ecosystem, talking to, you know, tens and tens of companies to find the right ones, with the right chemistry, with the right fit. Um, and they also sometimes choose partners that." aren't global or they don't have anything to lose if they do steal technologies. Cause sometimes if you're working with a company in China, that's only domestic, they're not global. They're, they're not listed on a global market, you know, global stock exchange. They don't have, you know, business outside of China. They're just, you know, they're not a brand, you know, those companies are riskier. They don't have much to lose. I mean, sometimes they can be a great one. You get a good company with a good CEO and, sometimes they're invested by, you know, Sandhill Road or, or, you know, Western VCs, but you gotta just, there's a, there's a, you gotta get check the due diligence list of, you know, are these companies invested by the Sequoia Chinas and the NEA Chinas and the the big, you know, global VCs or famous Chinese VCs that are reputable. You know, are they listed on, on NASDAQ or NYSC or in Hong Kong uh, or London are they listed? Do they have business outside of China? So, I mean, in many ways, people say, well, Huawei is you know, really risky. They might take your IP, but I, I find that Huawei is one of the least risky because they have the most to lose now. They're global. They're in 160 countries, and you know, they, they, they've got the top-down rules around IP. Um, so picking that reputable partner, but also deep engagement. And so when we help companies, you know, we help companies that are either new to the market um, they're just coming into china or they're underperforming or they're they're not happy with their current situation in china or they want to they want to grow faster or identify new opportunities so um, you, you know, so for what, com-
1: so what in that case i mean mm-hmm. Is it consultative, or do I come to you and say, "I know exactly what I want, just make it happen. Do my due diligence so I don't spend my life on LinkedIn checking the entire mobile ecosystem to figure out, you know, is this company up to scratch?" So I guess the question is, where do you come in?
2: Yeah, so we're a unique business uh, model. it's 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 kind of a mashup of of multiple uh, businesses, multiple business models. And in the front end, it can be that go to market strategy. It's, uh, you know, for companies that are seeking to address the market and they have limited to no market traction, it's we help them identify the China ecosystem, engage the landscape. We help them kind of create their pitch, create the, the introduction, cooperation propositions, but then really deep ecosystem engagement. Um, and then through that process of, of ecosystem engagement, we're doing that assessment and go-to-market strategy development. So we're looking at routes to market and partners, business and cooperation models, uh, what's the, the product and technology requirements, if they need a cloud, do they need an ICP licenses, and how they're going to get that, uh, the pricing and the marketing positioning and the regulatory and the IP, the IP protection strategies. And once we start looking at that, we're identifying partners and opportunities that have the right interest and fit Uh, and we facilitate the whole thing. So our team is technical business development. Part of the team is technical business development, corporate development people that we're getting enabled on the company's technology and we're out uh, kind of representing them as, as their China team. So in many cases we, so when I was saying earlier about we're a bit of a mashup, it's, you know, on the front end, they could be the consulting, but as you said earlier, some companies say, we know we want to do, we want to go after Alibaba, help us. And then we'll drive that strategic cooperation with an alley. So we're the team on the ground that is engaging the, uh, you know, engaging across these departments. So I'll, I'll give you one case to, to, to kind of give you an example. There was a, a company called uh, iVerify. And... They were a VC-backed company from the United States. They had a biometric technology, it was a software-based biometric technology. And initially they wanted to go after the smartphone companies. So they, um, it was like a fingerprint, but it was taking the eye vein print. It wasn't even the iris, it was the veins in your eye had a fingerprint and really unique technology. No one else in the world was doing it. So we, we started helping eye verify. and We first brought them into China and we started to um, really engage the ecosystem and identify the right fit, the strategy, the pricing, the product, all that. And initially we started targeting the smartphone companies. So we developed about six or so licensing agreements with different smartphone companies. One was ETE, there was Vivo, TCL, you know, top 10. Uh, OEMs, China, Chinese OEMs. And after some time, we said, okay, we can bring this across some of the mobile apps and try to bake this 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 authentication technology into some apps. Mm-hmm. And we started partnering with um, engaging Chihu, which was a pretty big Chinese security solution, Chihu 360. Um, they were often considered number four after Baidu, Alibaba, Tencent, Chihu. Um, we started the commercial cooperation, but then she said, Hey, you know, we want to invest as well. So we helped facilitate that. Um, and they invested in a round. And then after that, we said, you know, Ali pay would be a really interesting partner. Uh, Alibaba's Alipay and Alipay had five or 600 million users, um, of the Alipay app. It's one of the biggest payment apps in, in China and they're starting to go global. And so we engaged the Alipay team and we, um, we developed a strategic cooperation, a commercial agreement with them to be integrated into the Alipay app, this iVerify, the small U.S. company's technology. And then we brought that commercial deal story to the corporate development team, the investment team, and Ali actually, um, they actually invested and they actually bought the company. They bought this U.S. company. And this was a three-year relationship where iVerify had nobody in China. So we were the team on the ground doing the strategy. Doing the business development, doing all the operations, uh, helping to facilitate communications around the investments, um, and then you know through to the exit. So it was a bit of consulting on the front end, uh, you know, business development and kind of China operations, almost like a manufacturer's representative, uh, if you will, or an outsourced team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then through to through to the exit and then, you know, the transfer. So uh, and in other cases, it might become a JV or it might become a, a licensing agreement. I think well, licensing is well, a really interesting David, opportunity.
1: Clearly, David, you know, you do have a proven track record. You have a lot of different roles and hats that you have in this process. We do have to go to break just one more time. But listeners, don't go away because we will come back with some tips you don't want to miss. So we'll be right back after the break.
0: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? TopSEOs.com The independent authority on search vendors.
4: You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air on demand and available on every mobile device that you can imagine this is webmasterradio.fm
3: webmasterradio.fm
4: we're everywhere
0: supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on Webmaster Radio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz.
1: And we're back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz. We have today David Sullivan, founder and managing director of ADG, Alliance Development Group. And we were talking about first the opportunities in China, and then also what you need to do to take advantage of them. But, Maybe you can water it, you know, just maybe, I'm going to say water it down, but condense it down into a couple of clear items on a checklist. You know, I'm a U.S. mobile tech company. Um, What do I need to do to identify, for example, the right strategy, right partner, right go to market strategy? There must be like a do and don't list here. Obviously, we can't go into that much detail, David, but you probably have some straight do's or don'ts that you know off by heart.
2: Yeah, thank you. you know, I think when you're, if you're a, a Western mobile technology company and you want to address the China market, it's really critical to, uh, one is you, you need to commit to the market. I think opportunistic approaches to China typically fail. Mm-hmm. So you have to make a decision to uh, to invest and to to commit to the effort. But once you've done that, it's really important to broadly and deeply engage the China ecosystem. It it can't just be the fly in and fly out. So one is you have to identify and broadly engage the China ecosystem. So so what does that mean? Does
1: that mean like stay there for a month or, you know, make this your second home broadly engage sounds like quite an investment of time and effort?
2: Well, I I think it can be, uh, well, it could either be, you send a person over and they mm-hmm. yeah, spend a couple of months there, or you find someone like us that already has the relationships and has the network right. and we can kind of tap you in immediately right away or find someone else to help you. Um, but it's really important to have those,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you know, hundreds of conversations throughout the ecosystem. And again, it's with, it's with customers, it's with partners. You have to understand What's going on on the ground. It can't be from a report or trying to meet people through LinkedIn. It's, it's, you have to understand deeply all the different elements of the go to market strategy. And again, it's, it's, it's what are the routes to market. Who are the best partners and those change by, you know, six months ago, the partners might be different. So, you know, reading a report, it's, they get out of date really fast. China changes very fast. It's very dynamic. Um, You know, what are the business models and cooperation models? Um, What are the technology requirements? A lot of times there's different product requirements. If there's a connected device, there's cloud ICP license requirements. And, you know, uh, looking again at the pricing, can you be, should you even go to China? That's, uh, you know, the first question is, so you can do that higher level engagement, see if you should go and then how you should go. Um, Looking at the competitors, Competitors could become your partners. They could be your JV partner. They could be your partner for going overseas. They can acquire you. You can acquire them. Um, and looking at the IP stuff and also looking at the different compliance. There's a lot of there's different regulatory and compliance rules. So looking at all these go to market elements, but doing it from a engagement perspective, not a a consulting McKinsey-ish, um, you know, assessment, but doing it from a business development perspective because you really get this this insights and this feedback when you're meeting with executives with potential partners. So you need to meet with the executives of potential partners and customers to get the true, real story. And if you approach it from okay. a, just a academic consultative process, you'll miss you'll miss a lot.
1: Well, you said Um, the true real story, David. So I have to break in because, you know, we understand that this is, uh, you know, timing is good, but tensions are high. So is this the time or is this a a situation where the tensions currently between the U.S. and China, that they're going to play a huge role and we'd better just sit it out for a while?
2: So, you know, my personal feeling is the – the time is right because when some people are sitting out, that's when opportunities are opening up because some other people are sitting out and are worried about things. Uh, So, you know, China is the second largest economy in the world and it's not going anywhere. And the China U S cooperation is it's every day. I mean, if you talk to, uh, you know, 95% of U S technology companies or U S companies in general are staying in China companies that are there are not leaving. So, you know, there's been surveys by the U.S.-China Business Council. Majority of companies are staying there. Cooperation's happening every day. We're bringing companies in every day to meet the China ecosystem, to do strategic cooperation, develop partnerships. China's open for business. Um, There's a lot of buzz in the news about, you know, the conflict. I'm sure there's conflict, but actually I think the the pressure that's being, I mean, China was playing unfair in, in various areas. And I think some of the pressure that's happening right now is, is good. Uh, I think it's good for China. It's good for the United States, frankly. And it's going to open up opportunities for U.S. companies. Uh, you know, we don't want, you know, I was, there's, there's some people talk about decoupling and, you know, that's the last thing we need. And the risk of the talk of decoupling is it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, a self-fulfilling situation where people are talking about it, people start worrying about it, people start disengaging. But, you know, all signs are it's not gonna happen. The, the, the economies are too, they're too connected and the benefits are too great for everybody to stay engaged. Um, so, you know, some companies are kind of pausing Many of our clients, we're, you know, we're suddenly having new clients all the time and, and they're going after it. and it's mobile apps and it's, it's enterprise, it's, it's big data software, it's AI related. I mean, on the investment side, that's a different story because some of the CFIUS, CFIUS rules, CFIUS rules around investment from China into, you know, emerging technology. So the investment we've seen slow down, but, this, but the commercial cooperation, uh, we're not seeing it slow down.
1: And I couldn't agree with you more, David. I mean, when when others are getting out, because we're all going to ultimately have to get back in and and to lose this time, to lose these ties, it just doesn't make business sense. I have to say, David, for me, you are going to be my go-to person for everything around the China market for sure. And I'm going to have you back here on Mobile Presence, listeners. So this isn't the last time. But in the meantime, David, you know, great to have you here. I want to have you back. Um, how can listeners stay up in touch with you or up to date on what ADG is up to? I mean, you got a lot of interviews out there uh, in the news, CNN and others I've been reading and listening to. Um, So you got a lot to offer. How do we stay in touch?
2: I'd say, uh, you know, check out our website at alliance-dg.com and feel free to ping me anytime. David S. at alliance-dg.com and, um, you know, we're happy to chat. Also, we're happy just to share thoughts. If a company is thinking about going to China, we're happy mm-hmm. to have a conversation and to share our ideas on here's some opportunities, here's some things to look out for. And you know, anytime we're we're happy to you know, share our thoughts.
1: Absolutely. And I'm happy to have you back. So uh, listeners, that's a wrap. Of course, if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor in mobile presence, you can email me, Peggy, Peggy at Mobile Groove. Dot com. That's where you can also find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. And so, my friends, this is a wrap, as I said, of yet another episode. Check them all out over at webmasterradio.fm. You can also find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching mobile presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you soon.